Uh, yeah, Keegan was hitting his shots early. I liked Harrison Barnes was kind of, you know, helping with the rebounds and stuff like that. Um, it was a whole team win, you know, tonight. So the first half, uh, they got going really early and I liked it. Uncle Keegs is talking to Daddy De'Aaron on the bench. Uh, that totally just warmed my heart. Uh, the way, how proud De'Aaron looked. Honestly, there's not much to say other than it was absolutely the Keegan. Keegan! Murray show so it was just like really great to see after how he's been struggling this season not shooting um well but this game alone has I know for a fact like skyrocketed his percentage that's what we've been waiting to see and there is pandemonium at Arco looks like that motherfucking being Welcome to the Beam Unit. It's Daily, joined by my co-pilots, Naima and Elizabeth. What's happening? What's up, What's up y'all? All righty. First quarter, Jazz immediately double-team Harrison Barnes, who gains possession of the tipped ball. Domas gets a steal in the passing lane for the slam. Domas gets a dunk. Domas posts up for an easy two. HB goes bully ball on Kelly Olynyk for a smooth jump hook. Jazz make a run and cut the lead to two. Domas breaks their run with a little runner over Walker Kessler. Monk, Uncle Keegs hit back-to-back threes. Monk hits another three. Kings up 14. Monk and JaVal McGee link up for back-to-back buckets, including a graceful tip-in alley-oop. Davion hits a beautiful running hook to end the quarter. Second quarter, Jazz goes on. Kings go cold for a moment. Jazz within three points. Keegan scores seven straight points. HB hits back-to-back threes. Keegan scores 19 points in the first half. Kings up 65 to 50 in the half. Uh, yeah, I really liked the start of the game. Um, start off the game, there was a Sabonis steal, went to the bucket, got it. Uh, I really like how he started off aggressive tonight. I mean, that's what he has to do uh, when Jaren Fox is not playing. Um, so he, I think, started off a quick with like eight points or so in that first quarter, um, just doing everything he could. I mean, they had no answer for him down low. He was just getting buckets each which way. So uh, awesome start to the game. Uh, yeah, Keegan was hitting his shots early. I liked Harrison Barnes was kind of, you know, helping with the rebounds and stuff like that. Um, it was a whole team win, you know, tonight. So the first half, uh, they got going really early and I liked it. Yeah, uh, it was just a solid team effort. I feel like Domas understood what he had to do with Fox being out. So him attacking um, the paint and going against um, players like Lori and uh, Kessler and Olenek. So he knew what he had to do. Um, I like what I saw from Keegan as well. <clears throat> Harrison Barnes um, played well in that first half as well. Just just this overall great half in the first half. 100%. Third quarter, Barnes hits a three. MF Domas battles for an offensive rebound in the putback. Kings up 19. Double tech on Keon and Colin Sexton who's been talking shit all game. Domas throws a dot to Malik Monk for a gorgeous lob. Then Keegan goes nuclear. Eight threes in the quarter. Kings up 30. Fourth quarter, Mark Jones and Katie talk about Keegan like proud parents. Uncle Keegs goes out to a standing ovation. Well-deserved. Monk crosses over Kelly Olenek for an easy layup. Jazz make a run to go back within 14. Keegan is back in. Herter with the step back three. Monk says ditto and hits a three of his own. Sasha finds Keegan on a backdoor cut for a dunk that blows the roof off of Golden One. Keegan heads to the bench for another standing O. Kings win 125 to 104. 
Uncle Keegs with 47 points. He actually smiles a few times during the game. There's a shot where Uncle Keegs is talking to Daddy De'Aaron on the bench. Uh, that totally just warmed my heart. Uh, the way how proud De'Aaron looked uh, while he was just giving him praise for his performance tonight. Amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, pretty much tonight goes to Keegan. Um, just absolutely went fucking nuclear in that third quarter. Uh, I was hoping he'd break the 50-piece uh, tonight. You know, he just came up a bit short. He had a couple good looks that he could have done it. Um, but, you know, he has to cool off at some point. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to him. He was just doing his thing. He was out there hitting the threes. He was driving to the basket, hitting a couple mid-range. He got a dunk. Um, I thought his defense was great tonight. I think he finished the game off with eight boards, which is huge as well. Uh, yeah, so just shout out to him. We we knew he was capable of doing this. Um, so having a game like this, especially when De'Aaron Fox isn't on the floor, uh, is huge because, you know, guys need to step up when, you know, your best player is out. So I thought everyone, you know, stepped up in each way that they needed to. Um, kind of, uh, you know, bummed that with Davion's minutes, he didn't get a little more going. He kind of looked like he was struggling out there. So I was a little bit of a bummer. But um, overall, I thought a great team win. Malik Monk continued to do what he does. Uh and, yeah, I mean, we just clearly are the better team than Utah, you know, going out there. And I've, I've been seeing some weird stuff on the timeline today, um, you know, that supposedly, you know, the Raptors want to trade, you know, if, they, if we want either Ananobi or Siakam, then Keegan's got to be involved with, like, multiple picks, which is, like, fucking laughable for expiring contracts. Like, that'd be absolutely insane. Um, I know Monty is not that stupid to do something like that. And then also people were saying we need to trade, like, Keegan for fucking Lori Markkinen. Uh, that's an absolute joke. So I think, you know, Keegan must have got a little word of that. He probably didn't. I'm just joking. But, uh, yeah, he went nuclear. So shout out to him. What a great night. Yeah. Honestly, there's not much to say other than it was absolutely the Keegan, Keegan Murray show. So it was just, like, really great to see after how he's been struggling this season, not shooting um, well. But this game alone has, I know for a fact, like, skyrocketed his percentage, skewed it a little bit. But, um, yeah, just... One of the things that the Kings kind of struggled with in the game was about uh, was zone defense. But then after Mike Brown called a timeout, um, they figured it out pretty quickly. And the Kings ended up going up by 30. Kind of went, uh, took the foot off the gas um, in the fourth. I, I pretty much knew we were going to win it. It was more so like, hey, like, just be focused. Let this game end and, um, you know, we can get out of here. So, yeah, just a fantastic night for Keegan Murray, a career night. It's so funny that it came on a night where, you know, a day where people were talking about trading him and him being traded. It's just, you know, funny how things happen, right, where players just go off on certain nights like this. So, yeah, a great win. Um, hopefully we'll see Fox next game and it was nothing serious and it was just, you know, for precautionary reasons. Well said, both of you. And before I open up the mics, I have to do my mandatory praise and appreciation for MF Domas, our floor raiser. Another double-double, 20 and 10, and then eight assists. What can you say? And by the way, for everybody who likes to post Harrison Barnes box scores and talk about his usage and, and talk about, oh, he only scored zero points and what was he doing? HB was just doing cardio today. Dummies, you cannot score 15 points on just four attempts, period. It just doesn't work that way. Oh, look, Harrison Barnes had a higher usage tonight because De'Aaron Fox was out. Six out of 11 from the field, 16 points. Stop the cap. 
That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's a beautiful Saturday night, you basketball sickos on a Saturday night. I just I just want to say here. one thing about Domas. I feel like we've uh, come accustomed to what he does, and it's like it's not like normal what he does. Like the the effort he plays with, like he he does not take a single play off, and it shows in the stats. But some people just don't understand like how impactful Domas truly is for our team and how good. Uh, he his um, his effort and his play has made this team like we're not a playoff team without a doubt without him. So yeah, just shout out to Domas. He's always like bringing it. Jordan, spit. Keegan Murray, what did I tell y'all? I said give the kid time. I said it. Give the kid time. That offensive breakout game that superstar making game was going to come 47 points 12 three-pointers really wanted him to break the three-point record but i don't care get buddy healed the fuck off the record books i don't want to see that man again my god so funny story i actually didn't catch the entire game i was at the movies with my family and i was like and we all saw when De'Aaron fox was listed out for this game uh, we all have to admit, we all got a little bit worried. Just because of how the Kings play this season without Fox, it hasn't been too great, but it hasn't been completely terrible either. So we all were going to be worried. So I hoped that I was going to see a good score, good box score by the time I got home. I get, um, I get back from the movies. I look at my phone and I see the score and I see that Keegan Murray's going off. I tell my family, who are also Kings fans, hey, Keegan Murray's going off. He's got eight three-pointers and 30 points in the third quarter. I look down two minutes later, and he hit two more threes. I'm just in absolute shock. Run home, turn on the game, and he hits two more. And me and my family are going insane. I am just absolutely speechless. This is just another one of those games this season. We're barely 25 games in, and I am absolutely speechless. I don't really know what else to say other than that Keegan Murray is him. It's it's so fun to just appreciate good winning basketball from the Sacramento Kings, and I'm I'm just extremely extremely hyped. Also, Malik Monk had a really good game. So did uh, Demontis Sabonis, and I've been saying it. All year, anytime I hop on one of these spaces, all those Harrison Barnes haters need to stop because the man played pretty damn well tonight. Um, some dark spots in this game. Uh, Keon Ellis getting thrown out for absolutely no fucking reason at all. Thanks, refs, for sucking the joy out of the out of the arena for a minute there. But this uh, was exactly the type of game that it honestly should have been. It should have been a blowout because it's the Utah Jazz who are not a very good defensive team as of right now. This should have been a game that we won and should have been a game that we won by a lot. Did not expect that Keegan Murray game tonight, but I told you guys it was going to come and here it is. At this point, I already know so many people are going to get on the phone for Monty McNair to try and see what they can get for Keegan. And all Monty's going to do is laugh hysterically and hang up the phone. Keegan Murray isn't going anywhere, y'all. That is our guy. Keegan Murray has etched himself in the record books 
of the Sacramento Kings. Light the freaking beam. It is a good night. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, I'm going to push back on you just for a second. Uh, I never had doubts about this game. Just for whatever reason, the Utah Jazz are, like, not that good. Um, just when we played them the first game, like, how we were able to basically terrorize them the whole entire game. Um, and Fox, like, I don't even think had, like, that great of a Fox type of game. I mean, it was it was a Harrison Barnes game, that game, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't, I literally wasn't scared for a lick because I'm not scared of this Utah Jazz team. And then, uh, yeah, the thing with that is people think, you know, talking with Keegan and trades and, you know, things like that. The thing I see, because people were like, well, you know, we thought Tyrese was untouchable. The thing with that trade is you had two guys on in the same position with Fox and Halliburton that were not able to be together on the floor. It was not working. You don't have right now, you don't have a second Keegan on this team. Like there's no one that could that is Keegan Murray that could do what he does on offense and then also plays how he does on the defensive end now, like has made that jump in his second year. So like we would have to get absolutely blown away. Like a, no player is ever like really untouchable, but I just, there would be no way I can tell probably with like 99.9% .9 certainty that Keegan will be leaving this team anytime fucking soon. He will be a Sacramento King for a very long time. He will get his extension eventually. So people can calm down with their trade machines and weirdo shit um, because he's just, he's not going anywhere. That's crazy talk. Put, putting on my, my logical cap. Sorry, Daly. No, go ahead, uh, Jordan. Uh, put, putting on my logical cap for a second, got a little hyped, but um, I, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. I believe that um, just uh, personally, I think I even tweeted it out and Daly saw this today that the Kings fans are just traumatized. I understand. And, that's a very, very, very good point. I 100% agree with that. We don't have a second Keegan Murray on this team. Heck, we barely have any, let's say, solid wing depth. If you want to count Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray as our two great wings, that's basically what we have. If we're going to get rid of somebody like that for an expiring Siakam or an OG Ananobi, who I would still love to see on this team, uh, we would have to give up Keegan Murray. And I just personally, I've never been one to believe that OG or Siakam would take us over the top if we have to, excuse me, uh, get rid of Keegan Murray. I, it's, just not, it's just not realistic. And Keegan Murray is not going anywhere. I tweeted this out as well. Um, me and Daly were kind of going back and forth on this. There's four untouchable guys in Sacramento. It's Monk, it's Fox, Domas, and now it's Keegan. Those guys are not going anywhere. If you if you want to build a if you want to build a team, this is the these are the guys that you build it around. Because th this is just going to be a very very good time of Sacramento Kings basketball. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it as much as I can. But that's our big four, and I believe that this is the four that can take us over the top if you put the right pieces around them. Uh, this is just going to be an amazing amazing year. And heck, who knows? Hopefully, maybe. Not going to get too optimistic about it. We can go all the way. It's possible because if you look at the standings as of right now, all the teams that are sitting above us, we've beaten and we're undefeated against. This Kings team is better than last year. If you quit looking at box scores and shooting percentages and, oh, we're not the number one offense in the NBA like we were last year. We're not the number one offense of all time. But this team is playing better than last year. There are a little bit of hiccups, but that's going to happen with any team as of right now.
So we just have to be patient and understand that this team is better than last year. And this is just, this is just a great night. I'm still kind of speechless from it. 100%. And you already touched on something I was going to talk about right now, which is Siakam or OG does put us over the top, but with Keegan, not without Keegan. It, it just would not make sense. It would, they would just fill in Keegan's spot. And that doesn't make us that much better. But them with Keegan included, yeah, those are total big needle movers for us. And we'd totally get over the hump. So it, it just never made sense. Well, too, like you have to think of this. Like if we were to trade Keegan and then, you know, what the, you know, supposedly what the Raptors are asking, you know, multiple first round picks for one of those two who, again, are both on a, an expiring contract. Like, I'm sorry if Monty did that, Monty literally should be fired on that same day. Like, that would be GM malpractice to do a stupid move like that because you're getting good players 100%, but there's no guarantee they're staying. So if you trade someone who has so much potential for the future and a player we need for a player that's like a rental for a couple months and then there's no guarantee they're signing, like that would be just absolutely insane. And like, what the fuck, you know? So I know... Monty doesn't do that and like people you know think like oh we need like you know a, another star or things like that no we just eventually will need to upgrade you know certain positions and that's okay and Monty continues to work on that and do that like we have to look at some of these teams that you know have got these like big stars if you think about it like the Clippers yeah the Clippers are rolling right now but we don't know how that's going to look in the playoffs and things like that but Look at the Suns. There's, you know, they're supposedly supposed to have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's barely played this this year. They are not that looking that good. Even the game that they did play together, I get it. They need the continuity and things like that to get comfortable. But like, it, he's useless right now because he's not even on the floor. So it's like these big team superstar studded teams have shown in past history they're not really working that well the way to do things is you draft correctly and you make those trades and you sign those free agents. So you have to look at the teams like the Denver Nuggets, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat that can still continue to do the things they're doing with basically like nobody on their team besides Jimmy and Bam. They just basically have all these guys that step up and play their roles and do a good job on a nightly basis. So yeah. Thanks like, to, to coach think- Spo, by the way, uh, anytime exactly. we mention the hate, we, we have to give praise to coach Spo uh, for, for making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Um, yeah. Seriously. He's a genius yeah. um, for sure. So it's just, you have to realize like, I get it because we've been shit for so years. So I hate telling people to be patient, but like, again, now that we have the people in the right places that know how to do the job correctly, now we can actually kind of be like, okay, we can trust what they're kind of doing and we can trust the process and, you know, continue to build what we need to do. And Monty's not done. This team is not a completed product. Like if anyone thinks that, that's just not, that's not right. That's weird. But he'll continue to do the things that he needs to do to get this team better. So, you know, calm down. We're still winning games. It's not like we're on a losing streak or anything crazy. Like we're still a very high you know, running offense and defensively we're getting better. So it's going to take time. Yeah. I think with um, the Kings, it's like, like you said, like there's still 
um, uh, what is it called? Like players that are going to be on this team that's going to make us better and everything. And I think people just need to be uh, patient with it. You don't become a championship caliber team like within a year or two. You let that build. You let chemistry between players build and things like that. So just need patience for it. David, uh, handle it. Well, yeah, this was this was a fucking amazing game by Keegan Murray. I did like when Steph Curry is go is like shocked when you tell him the stat line, which is something he did in his press conference. You know, you had a really good shooting night. Like he couldn't believe that Keegan was making that many shots. Um, so no, this was an amazing game. I think one other thing to add to the whole uh, comparison with like Halburn trade. I love Halburn, but when we trade Halburn, we were a team that was losing and that was probably was on track to miss the playoffs right now. We're like one game, well, half a game out of the number two spot. And about, I think two games out of the number one spot in our conference. Like, I think that that people sometimes forget that like, we're pretty close to the top of the conference right now. I'm not, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't expect like a big move this season anyway, but yeah, I think Keegan Murray showed off as how much of a star he can be. He still did a ton of stuff on defense despite having a 47-point game. Like, the fact that he had a 47-point game with how well Utah was trying to defend him at times and the fact that he had that game while also doing all the work he was doing on defense was just a great and amazing performance by him. That monk duck was still really fun. And, like, Sabonis did his obviously solid stuff. Utah couldn't do anything about him. Like, honestly, the only reason Sabonis didn't have a triple-double was that he was so dominant inside that there was not, he didn't need to pass that much. Um, but yeah, no, this was just a really good performance. We were playing a Utah team that's been, that, you know, can keep games close, but struggles to close out games and, and is shorthanded right now. And the Kings are now well in shot to make, to move up, hopefully in the standings. We hope we can take care of business against the Wizards, who we'll be seeing on Monday. Um, another team we should be able to deal with. Uh, and like now we're 500 without Fox. It's just a really good sign. Like the fact that we played six games without Fox and we won three of them, and two of which of those games were against like a one, which a couple of which of those games were against really good opponents. And honestly, like this game, you know, we have now shown that we can win games without our star because we have a third All NBA level player in Keegan Murray. That was just, but yeah, this was just an amazing fucking show. Thank you, David. We appreciate you. Zeno, what's up, man? What's up, y'all? Uh, I bet I just want to put a, a blast. Whoever started these Keegan Murray trade rumors, I don't know how you sit up and watch the Kings uh, night in and night out and say um, the solution is trade Keegan Murray. Hell, I don't know how you sit up and holler the solution is trade Harrison Barnes. Every night, these guys aren't going to play to their maximum ability every night. There's going to be some bad nights, but I don't see how you sit up um, two and three months outside the trade deadline and crank up the trade machines for a team that's everybody knows the best team in the NBA. So uh, tonight, I'm smoking a blunt and taking a shot for you dumbasses that's trying to trade Keegan Murray because that shit ain't going to work. Try it somewhere else. Fuck Draymond. I'd like to be. Forever, ever. Thank you, Branzino. FJ, what's happening? I am a, I am just speechless because I was so focused on seeing Keegan break her record for uh, most threes made, I think. 
that I forgot we was up by like 40 points and this win, like I was just like, okay, whatever we won. Like I wasn't hyped about the win. I was, I was too focused on seeing Keegan go off. But again, with um, shout out to HB for putting up a good, fantastic game against the Jets. Once again, against the Jazz, because, you know, the first time we played the Jazz, we scored, like, 33 points. So, shout-out to HB. Yo, Monk's got his usual double-double. Impressive, Monk. <laughs> Doing Monk things. But, yeah, today was just Keegan's night, man. Like, I was just – I didn't um, see the first half of the game. I only tuned into the second half. And, boy, that was when Keegan was just going on well, – he could not miss from three. Like, I was sitting there looking at him, like, go up down the court. I was like, Keegan, and if you make this, he just kept making and making and making it. And then the whole golden one second was just going, Keegan Murray. Like, that was just, that was just sensational. Like, it was a joy. It's a joy to watch Keegan Murray just play basketball, man. Like, I'm very glad that this Kings team decided to pick him over, you know, Jaden Ivey because people said it was a bad idea. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's playing better. Like, like shout out to Detroit, man. But I think we made the right move taking him over Jaden Ivey. But, you know. Uh, other than that, it was a pretty great win. I I didn't have any doubts about going into this game. I didn't have any doubts because yes, Fox was gonna miss this game, but then we beat. Look, we beat OKC with like their five stars healthy, and we didn't have Fox, so we still were able to win. So like, I was not worried at all. And plus, it's the Jazz. It's the Jazz. Like, shout out Lori Marketing, uh, Colin Sesson. Like, they're not that good of a team, so I wasn't really worried at all going into this game. But um, other than that, I can sleep peacefully knowing Keegan was just inches away from breaking that record. Like, I wish it would have happened, but, you know, Mike Brown has to – like, I don't fault Mike Brown for taking him out because, you know, you got to rest him for other games and stuff because he's very important to the starting lineup. But, man, man, I just wanted to see it, man. Uh, I'm happy that you brought up the Keegan Murray and Jaden Ivey thing because uh, if I do recall, half of our fan base was at the draft night in Golden One Center and was booing the pick. So – um, shout out to Keegan for shutting those people. Not not half. I would say majority. Everybody was a little ho for uh, Jaden Ivy highlights. Him dunking and dunking and dunking. That's all you saw. And then maybe a few people made some videos of him him shooting catch and shoot threes because they were like, oh, how would he fit with Fox? And again, I would say ninety percent of the fan base didn't even watch a single game of Keegan Murray. And then some irresponsible Kings media members uh, called Keegan boring. I'm not going to say any names. I'm not trying to make heat for myself. So never forget. And then again, majority of Kings media did not want Keegan Murray. Uh, some people try to get a little too clever saying, oh, we should trade our fourth round pick for a, a few extra picks and get draft capital. Stop. If you knew, you knew. And yeah, it, it was absurd. That's all I got to say. And, and Keith yeah, this will ain't get, the NFL when you're you don't when you're in the top four and there's players available like they were available, you don't trade down like that's crazy talk. Like this isn't the NFL, y'all. But it, well, not only that, how often do you get the fourth pick? You know what I mean. And then the exactly. talent drop off was crazy. This is what happens when you read too many scattering reports and not watch games yourself. You just don't know, and you're leaning way too much on somebody else's judgment of basketball of a basketball player which is crazy. And by the way, if you guys are about to get into draft Twitter, start now. You don't have to watch necessarily full games. Catch a half here and there. Oh, number one prospect. Let me see how he is. Don't just watch those highlight videos. They're very misleading. You guys already know. Um, it's ridiculous. Run with Fox. Thank you for your patience. Uh, thanks for giving me the uh, the meme credit. Now, not everybody does that. 
Um, I appreciate that. Run with Fox, what's up? What's up, man? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, I don't know if he made it, but this this picture is fire. So I was like, okay, when am I gonna use this? When am I gonna use this? Keegan Murray starts going crazy. I'm like, yeah, this is when I'm gonna use it. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Um props to you. Um another thing. Um, when Keegan Murray got taken out of the game going into the fourth, I had tw- I had tweeted that. What did I tweet? I said, uh, if you were at the Kings game tonight, I want you to hear y'all chanting Keegan Murray right now. We need him back in the game, you know, because I wanted to break the record. And I kid you not, two minutes later, Keegan Murray chants came out. And I don't know if I started that, but my mind was blown. Um, what else I want to say? Oh, and it's also it's it's very nice seeing that Keegan Murray just broke Buddy Heald's record of all people. Man, uh, no, exactly. For me, that's what matters most is that we push Buddy down to the second <laughs> spot. That's all that matters to me. Keegan's career is so young that there's no doubt in my mind it's going to be him. It, it might be Jordan Hawkins. It, it, it's good. There's a lot of sharp shooting studs in the NBA. So, but Clay's record is going to be taken over sooner than later. And then I'm sure Keegan at some point will make that many, if not more um, in his career. He's only yeah. in his second year. So I have yeah. no worries about him. You know what I and mean? And I really think, I honestly think he could have broke that record if he didn't uh, st- uh, sit the start of the fourth. Yeah. And we, we don't know, maybe he was winded. Maybe he has to be called out. because like, I feel, I feel like he, it ruined his momentum a little bit. Um, getting them, taking him out when he's hot. Cause that dude, I was losing my mind seeing shot after shot after shot, just drain. I don't know. It was, it was amazing. I, I had a, I had a blast watching tonight and uh, a lot of people, a lot of people doubted. I tweeted earlier that Harrison Barnes was going to have a, another good game against the jazz and people were doubting him. This is his comeback game. And you know what? So I think FJ pointed out or someone, that props to Harrison Barnes for his performance. So, yeah, seriously, flyers for Harrison Barnes for sure. Um, thank you, Run with Fox. We appreciate you. Um, Can I just say real quick, Daily? Yes. I love, <laughs> I love Kings fans because they had the audacity when Mike Brown finally pulled the starters and everything to boo that man because he was pulling Keegan out. <laughs> like, that's freaking funny. Like, I, I get it though because a, a fifty piece would have been like the chef's kiss, you know what He'll I mean? Just because it, it's just a beautiful number to post basketball wise, but yeah, no, I get it. Man. Uh, exactly. I agree though. Ben, Ben, who, who is posting receipts like a G what's up, Ben? Yo, daily. There you go, man. Now I just want to repeat one last time for the people who haven't heard it. Keegan Murray has more value than OG and He isn't going anywhere. Yeah. We can talk about OG Ananobi coming to the Kings and all that. Keegan Murray is on. Has still got three years remaining on that rookie deal, right? He needs to be talked about in the same conversation as Mikael Bridges on a on a very team friendly three year deal. You know, OG is going to fetch a max this year. What we have in Keegan Murray right now is super valuable, and I am really interested to see. I don't know. You can look at it two ways. 
that we've got Keegan Murray here for the long term with Fox and Sabonis, and we can stretch this out for, you know, six or seven years where we're going to be in the playoffs consistently, you know, being around about. Or you could look at it another way is that the clock could be ticking. You've got Keegan Murray on a three-year rookie deal. You've got Sabonis on a max. The way Fox is going, he might be on a super max by the end of this season. You know, is, is, is the time now to strike in those three years while Keegan's still on his rookie deal? Because I'm telling you what, man, there was like question marks whether Keegan Murray is going to get a max deal after that rookie uh, after this rookie deal, and performances like tonight, the improvements in his defense this season, um, he's he's got he's probably going to get a max. And then when you start talking that, okay, okay it, it gets very hard to to fork out money to add pieces to what you got. So I don't know, man. It's a lot to think about, but that's that's super p- fucking positive what we've seen tonight for Keegan Murray. That's not just positive; it's it's fucking incredible. That's that's an all-time performance, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ben, you are of the belief though that you have to pay to play if you want to be an elite team. I'm sorry, but once you're a team that that is constantly in the conversation of of being a true contender, and you get to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, your conference finals, you know, more than a few times within f- five or six years. I'm sorry, but all those teams are over the cap. Am I correct? Yeah, that, that that's right. It, but it, there's there's a difference between being over the cap and it's with these with these you know these different aprons, the first and second tax aprons. You know, like you you have a look at um, Denver. They've got three max contracts, and then they've got Aaron Gordon, who's on a super team friendly twenty million dollar a year contract. You know, and then the rest of the pieces around them, are, they're pretty much all just cheap bargain contracts, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 so, that's yeah. the name of the game. You you keep your core, you pay them a lot of money, and then you get your little yep. fringe players and role players, and you hope that you develop um, your rookies. And so when they're in their second or third year, uh, they become very valuable to you and, and they give you value and they become meaningful role players. You, you know, you look at Peyton Watson. You look at Christian uh, Brown uh, for the Nuggets. They were developed. Zeke Nanaji, you know, they give them uh, quality minutes. Uh, not all the time, but they're going to be super important when the Denver Nuggets make another championship run this season. So, and that's what you do. And then we all know what Miami Heat does. So, we're going to have to pay up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're going to be paying him, man. But yeah, it's just, the, the question is going to be, what do we do with that fourth, with that fourth big contract spot? You know, it's it's going to be fascinating. Well, yeah, it stresses me out because we also have to pay Malik, who also deserves, at, you know, at least twenty-five to thirty, uh, as far as what he brings to the table. And all the other players that are paid that much, who I know he produces more than them. Um, anywho, I, I do see some hands up, and and Liz, what's up? Just real quick, because um, I've seen a lot of talk about the Malik Monk stuff. Um, apparently, because of the way his contract was, the most we can offer him is seventeen point four million. I, I yeah, think I, there's a way around that, though, isn't there, Ben? Yeah, yeah. So I, I shared something the other day, and Keith Smith, I think his name is, he's a bit of a contract guru. Um, now he, he's saying that yeah, it's seventeen million in the first year, but he's kind of of the impression that. You know, Malik Monk could probably get more than that. And and he, he was talking about the other day um, about the Kings potentially doing something that Milwaukee done with, with Bobby Portis where, where you offer 
a um, a one plus one, so a one year deal with a player option, but with with the the kind of wink wink nudge nudge that the following year you can pay them whatever you want because Malik only signed that two year deal. Um, he he's only yeah he's, he's restricted to basically what what, what he can be signed for. Um, and it's funny because when that deal got signed, there was a couple of us who were a bit like oh shit like could we at least just get him on that you know third year third year whether it be like a team option or a part guarantee or even just you know for, for to to avoid basically this situation that that's that that's going to happen this off season because I'd kind of been looking at it as you know it. With the Kings, you don't want to you don't want to be in the trap where you're they call it the bird rights trap basically where it's like you can't improve your team you have to overpay your guy to keep them, but with that two year deal it's kind of like you, you can only offer them a certain amount so it's almost like a bit of a safety buffer that you know oh hey we can only offer you this like take it or leave it kind of thing so um yeah it's it's it, that that's something that's going to be interesting this off season for sure yeah and hopefully Liz our baby rain uh, theory uh, happens and goes into full effect as far as keeping Monk is concerned. Keith, thank you so much for your patience. What's up, man? Let me tell you something, okay? I've been kind of drinking tonight, but I saw the game at the bar, and I just want to say this right now. All the people are wondering why we don't trade Keegan. Now you know why. A goddamn flamethrower. I was wrong. Keegan's the truth. Jaden Ivey's on a 23 Lost winning or not even winning streak, losing streak. Newberg's here. We are going to the finals. Care what nobody says. This team is destined to go to the finals. This is our destiny. It's Sacramento versus everybody. Okay. And we're winning. Winning the whole thing. Care less at this point. Lauren, go ahead. After you. I'm on to the spaces. Sacktown versus the world. We are winning the championship. This is our destiny. I've never seen the championship in my life, but I've been loyal. I never turned on this team, and we're going all the way. And I know my rant was cut off two days ago. Hello, sir. How you doing? I know my rant was cut off about two days ago. It is what it is. We're winning the whole thing, and that's all there is to it. 20 years? Doesn't matter. Light the beam. And turn on the Jets. We're winning the whole thing. I'm surrounded by Knicks fans in this car. Doesn't matter. Light the beam. Celtics, Knicks, light the beam. The Kings are the future of this league. And so is Keegan Murray. We're not trading him. Light the beam. God bless. 100%. Also, shout out Jalen Brunson uh, for dropping that 50 piece. And I do recall some people laughed at me for me drafting uh, Jalen Brunson on my fantasy team uh, last year. Uh, he was one of my top picks. And it's like, well, if you don't know, now you know. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Jordan, what's up? Um, so I've tweeted out a couple of things tonight, but um, the one thing that I do want to reiterate that um, Kings Muse posted, Keegan Murray has the most points out of the top five picks in his draft class. So meanwhile, Jaden Ivey's over there fighting for a third-string point guard spot in Detroit on a 23-game losing streak. I will gladly take Keegan Murray any freaking day of the week. This has just been an amazing night. Once again, this team just continues to uh, keep surprising me. And I forgot who said it. I think it was FJ who said it. Um, when Stephen Curry 
when Steph Curry's jaw is dropping because of the stats, because of the points, because of the three-pointers that you're putting up, that shows that you're going to be, if not you already are, the next great shooter in this league, the next great three-point shooter. Keegan Murray, I didn't know, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't know much about the guy when he got drafted. I knew that he was good. But even but I was at the point where I was like, okay, the Kings need anybody other than a guard because we've drafted guards the last two or three years. We need somebody, anybody other than that. So I want to see somebody other than another guard on the team. And so when we drafted Keegan Murray, who was a forward, I said, you know what? That sounds pretty good. He's a pretty good scorer. He can dunk. Looks like he can be a pretty versatile defender if you give him time. And what do you know? In two years, he's already turning into one of the best two-way players in the league, already one of the best shooters in the league. And that's not just coming from me. That's coming from guys like Kevin Durant. That's coming from guys like Clay Thompson. That's coming from guys like Steph Curry. Keegan Murray is already one of the great shooters in this league. And I tweeted out all the records that he has broken already. This in the, in less than two years. Heck, the guy broke the rookie three point record in way less attempts than Donovan Mitchell. Uh, on forty percent efficiency while shooting eight threes a game. Are you like? Are you kidding me? And I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of, of course, Warriors fans on my timeline saying that oh, this is a fluke game. How many times did Keegan Murray torch you guys last year in the playoffs? Yeah, we lost the series, but how many games did Keegan Murray go off? And how many times and how like how many times did it take you to stop him? You couldn't stop him. That's that's the point. Keegan Murray is just amazing. This team is amazing. I'm very very excited for the rest of this year, man. I'm this team just continues to amaze me i'm just so happy like the fucking bean this is great dubs are so irrelevant right now like literally they're borderline about to tank and i would not want to be in their cool. position they, they could you know show their four fingers and four rings all they want that's not going to help ease the pain that they're feeling right now i'm not worried one man i feel bad for what the only man i feel bad for is steph curry because i have immense immense respect for steph curry i love steph curry he's one of the as much as, you know, I don't like sometimes the antics when he plays against us, you know, some of the taunting, it's warranted because he's he's the greatest shooter of all time. You can't you can't even get uh, you can't take offense just because he, he does it to everybody. So it's not like he just does it to the Kings. He's saying night exactly. night to everybody. So it's like, whatever. Um, I, I don't hate on Steph Curry at all. Um, anywho, you can't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can. Uh, uh, that's not I me, though. Can. I can. <laughs> you guys, I will gladly never hate on Steph. <laughs> well, peep the peep the timeline because he gave kudos to Keegan Murray tonight. He, well, there you he go. Exactly. A, he had he some respect when his jaw dropped. Hey, and, and, and I don't care. Really, that's game recognized game. So you know what? If if Keegan getting is getting praise from the three god himself, Fred from the UK, what's going on? Hey, dang guys, you good? We can hear amazing. us. We are outstanding. My goodness. What a night, Fred. It's been good. It's been very good, isn't it? Um, I, I, I want to talk about the uh, the Malik Monk, uh, the, the Malik Monk contract. 
and obviously re-signing him. And the Davion Mitchell situation. So you were talking about the cap space of $17 million uh, that's available to go towards Malik Monk. So Davion's pretty much expendable now, isn't he? So that's $5 million. That, so if uh, Monty was to do maybe a trade for a one-year expendable, like a, a, like a final year contract for one year, and maybe a pick, then that gives another five million pounds going to the bank to pay Malik Monk, which is what twenty-two million. Yeah, twenty-two million, isn't it? So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, another thing that makes Davion expendable is is Keon Nets. Is well, Keon, well, Keon, Keon but Colby Jones, like yeah, Colby Jones. And that's the great thing about Monty. He's always looking forward. You know, with some of these these like second round picks and late round picks that he slowly brings through over like a couple of years to then step up. You know, the guy deserves some flowers. You know, Monty is absolutely amazing as a GM, you know, in his forward thinking um, with the Kings roster. Yeah, the guy is a fucking genius. Yeah, and it's those 6'3 to 6'5 guys that fills the bench of every championship team. Seriously. Yeah. Look at Miami. All their guys are 6'5 almost. Um, as far as their bench is concerned. So, yeah, we're in a great position as far as the future. Uh, I'm not saying we have a second timeline. It's not like we have some megastar coming up the pipeline uh, on some second timeline. Actually, most teams don't, but it's beautiful to see somebody young like Keegan who will definitely take over the mantle whereas Fox and Domas uh, lose a step or two uh, as they grow older. So, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, Fred. It's nice going forward. It's uh, it's consistent, and that's the thing, you know, Sort of, you know, sort of going forward in, you know, obviously the next two or three years are going to be really, really good years for us. But I can also see, you know, sort of like looking beyond that, the way Monty builds the roster, we're going to be pretty consistent going forward from, you know, those those years onwards. So, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm excited. Great win tonight anyway. <laughs> Fred, and, uh, we, we always appreciate you calling. And what a way to start off your day for sure. Yeah, well, no, no, finish off the day. I'm off to bed now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> God bless you all. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Thank you, Fred. Uh, Cheers. Keep up the good work, yeah? Thank you, thank you. First, door. what's happening? I probably butchered your name. What's happening? Hey, man, I'm from here. I'm from Brazil. I'm not, it's been a while and I uh, speaking to someone in English, but I can't, I just say, to, I just want to say to what a nice for Keegan. I watch now a little, uh, a lot of videos about the 2022 draft in the Pistons locker room. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing, laughing off them. Just, I want to just say that. I just want to say Keegan now has the broken Bobby Hield record to the Kings' most three point in the game is is. It's a historical night for them. This is a historical night for him, historical night for the team, and what a night. Yeah, I, I love it. And I know people wanted him to break a, a Clay's record. I think it's Clay's record. Uh, but the fact that he, he, you know, went right above Buddy Heald in the record books for the Kings is, is the most beautiful thing. So, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, man, I appreciate so much to have me, and I, I can talk to you. It's been a lot here in, in Brazil. We have a lot of Kings fans, and uh, I appreciate it. I can. I'm recording you to. Uh, you can say hi to all of them. 
Brazil fans, what's happening? Obrigado for all your support. Uh, we love you. Even though some of you are extremely brutally uh, honest and, and cold-blooded sometimes when it comes to trading players, I, you know, I've argued with some Brazil fans recently just over uh, me saying that it was unfortunate that Davion is probably on the trading block. That, that doesn't mean that I will die for Davion and he should stay a Sacramento King forever. I just said it was unfortunate. And then somebody gave me a dissertation on being too attached to players. And it's like, come on now. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Brazil fans, what's happening? Um, we love your support. And, and yeah, like the beam. Like the beam, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling. So yeah, let, let, let's put our thinking caps on. I, I was thinking on who I would actually trade Keegan for. And I decided it's literally just a handful. You know what I mean? Maybe 2016. Like we would need a time machine to trade for Keegan Murray. Do you guys understand that? Like we're talking, we would need and demand 2016 Steph Curry. Uh, maybe 2017 Kevin Durant. Maybe peak Sean Marion. Maybe... 1992 Michael Jordan you know what I'm saying uh maybe peak Tim Duncan uh that's who I would trade Keegan for um so if you have a time machine any NBA franchise uh strike it up and bring those players to us maybe peak Moses Malone or a peak Dr. J in the late 70s um I am very open to those trades um so yeah let me know because because that's about it yeah, the thing the thing with Keegan is like he's playing so well just two years into his career, and like we we already we already know like these players that you're naming like the potential that they have and like you know they're just basically all Hall of Famers, right? Whereas Keegan is just like you can only talk about his potential and what he could possibly be because obviously we don't know the future. But like like you were saying, like I'm not trading right now in this era in this generation. I don't think I would um, trade anyone for him because of his potential. Of course, like you can go like, oh, but Steph Curry, LeBron James, this and that. And I'm like, they're at the end of their career. Why would I trade for someone that's like at their end of the career, have only possibly a two, three years left? Um, so, yeah, I don't really have any in mind um, as when it comes to like players right now. Well, Naima, I are like, am I undervaluing? Um, OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam, I think they're great no. players. They both offer a lot, but are they Kawhi Leonard that would get no. the Toronto Raptors over the hump? I don't think no. they are. Absolutely not. I think the whole reason why Toronto was so successful was because of Kawhi Leonard. We saw what they became after he left and um, after he was traded to the Clippers. So I, I don't think, I think there's too much value that's been put on um OG and um Siakam don't get me wrong they're good players but it's like why can't Keegan like you know possibly be as yeah they have a few more years under their belt and everything and Siakam is a champion blah 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 but it's like um I don't think Keegan is that far uh behind them at all if at all so yeah uh it's yeah it's it's a tough one but it's mm -hmm. not like a one for one even mm -hmm. though I really don't. If anything, it needs to be flipped. I tweeted this earlier. They need to talk about sending a few draft picks. I'm talking first rounders for Keegan Murray if, if they are even that oh, serious. It's not the other way around. Seriously. And Joseph, 
I am sorry. Uh, don't feel slighted. I apologize for, I, I don't know if I skipped you or not, but what's up, man? Oh, no, you didn't skip me. I just came in not too long ago. So, um, yeah, what else can I say, man? There's Everybody said it was just a monster game from Keegan. It was so awesome to watch. Like, even my mom was, like, losing her mind. She's like, he made how many? <laughs> and it's kind of like Steph up there. But, um, but uh, yeah, it was super fun. Guys stepped up without Fox in. Um, and then Harrison Barnes, you guys mentioned earlier, a uh, great game tonight. Um, yeah, he's just a steady vet. I don't, I don't know why people are so hard on him all the time, but I like him. Uh, and yeah, uh, no, but don't trade Keegan for anybody. Like fuck, fuck all these teams. They can covet him all they want. They're not getting him. Um, and like, uh, like you said earlier, like OG or Siakam, I don't think they don't move the needle unless we were keeping Keegan and adding those guys. Uh, but I don't know how we get those guys without, you know, giving up something. I just say, uh, pass on pretty much most of those trade scenarios. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got tonight. Joseph, as always, we appreciate you. And yeah, spot on, no doubt. Matt Axe, it's been a minute. How you been? What's up, brother? Yeah, it has been a minute, man. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well. And shout out to you and, and Elizabeth and everybody else for being on here every night. I know you guys just crushed it. I, I love listening. Um, just wanted to make a couple quick comments regarding Keegan. Uh, when he was getting drafted, I forget where I saw it, but he was talking about how Chris Middleton is a huge uh, like idol of his in terms of who he's kind of matched his game after, um, at least offensively. I mean, you, you can see it from the perimeter, perimeter shooting that said, I mean, he's in his second year and I already would take him now over Middleton. And I, and I'm not saying he's <clears throat> not saying he's better offensively today than Middleton, although it is comparable. Uh, he's a dramatically better perimeter defender and i'm sure you guys have seen all these stats that have been throwing around these last couple days from uh oh man i forget who it was now i'm blanking on his name i apologize um but just the 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 difference maker that keegan has made for the team defensively not only on the perimeter not only guarding people his position but also you know all the guards i'm just i'm blown away by him we've we've seen glimpses last year uh of the potential and but i i really i don't think it's an overstatement to say that like i wouldn't today even if chris middleton was the same age as keegan i take within the same and you know everything we know about chris middleton i take keegan today i think he's the, one of the cornerstones of the team um it's him and fox and and hopefully obviously we can keep the bonus for a long time as well but i really think it's him fox and then we fill the rest of the team around him as time goes on. So that's, that's all I got for you guys. I hope everyone's doing great. Matt, 100%. Uh, well said. And, and come on, let's put Keegan next to Giannis and Drew Holiday. And, <laughs> let's, and let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, come on. Easy peasy. Um, also, I'm stoked. Mark Jones liked my little tweet about him uh, dropping a Tevin Campbell reference. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Matt Axe, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Come back anytime. Um, Thanks, brother. Nolan, good to see you again. What's going on? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, no, we're great. What's happening? Uh, I've been missing the last week or so of Kings games. So I haven't been fully on. I was out in uh, Costa Rica, actually. I just got back tonight. So I didn't even get to watch Masterpiece by Keegan. But um, I know people are probably tired of talking 
Harrison Barn rumors who we need to fill in a wing and get a more solidified guy. But I kind of like Trey Lyles. I would keep Harrison Barnes starting, just bump up Trey Lyles minutes, like uh, how Monk basically gets starter minutes, just comes off the bench. But I think Trey Lyles has been just as good. Why risk trying to trade assets now for a fix that I don't think we des- desperately need in that position. We could just bump up Trey Lyles minutes. I like the squad we have right now. If we need to fill in some depth here or there, like you said, we have Mitchell and abundance of depth guys that we could try to fill in if we need something goes on in the season, someone goes down, God forbid, anybody gets hurt. But we have depth to fill in for these small fixes right now, and we can make some more noise later on. But I just want to hear your thoughts on it. You know, nine times out of ten, the only time we start really pining for a wing and, and we start talking about trades. It's, it's only when we lose, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because most people yeah. just can't take losses. And I always say, take your losses as well as you take your wins. And and that's a, a coach, Corey close UCLA Bruins women's coach. That's her quote. Let me just say that. And I, I truly believe that. And, but unfortunately people have extreme meltdowns. Uh, they always blame the loss on Harrison Barnes for whatever reason. Um, I, I do agree. Um, I love seeing Trey Lyles get minutes um, most of the time he makes the use of his opportunity. Um, look, if a trade happens, it, it's going to be something that truly benefits us. Um, it's not going to be a lateral move. It's going to something, it's going to be something that moves us ahead and, and gets us hopefully past the second round and beyond. Um, and if it means trading Harrison Burns and maybe even Trey Lyles, I don't know. So be it, but it's not likely. I mean, something really has to be uh, amazing, a, a quote-unquote godfather deal uh, for anything to happen. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, everyone starts, like, talking about trades every time we lose. Um, and I think, like, right now, I think we're good for what we have and um, the moves that, like, Mike Brown is making where he's having Keegan um, – you know, become more of our third option than he was like maybe our fourth, fifth option last year. So yeah, I, I agree with Nolan. I think um, you don't really have to bench HB, maybe just play Trey Lyles a little more, maybe Chris, Chris Duarte a little more, have a more balanced uh, um, forward line. Um, so yeah, I'm nothing. Uh, I don't, I don't think that uh, we're in desperate need of a trade right now. I know it's going to probably happen, and daily, like you mentioned, in the other spaces, is probably gonna uh, break some Kings uh, fans' heart. Like if we trade Davion or anything, so um, yeah, just I think right now uh, we're good, though. Yeah, I, I, so I'm I'm hoping for. I mean, if we could trade, I'll obviously back whoever we get and give them mm-hmm. the support uh, and hope it all works out. But as of now, I don't know if it's going to feel a lot of pressure in the front office to be like, we need to make a move to make that push. But I want to see how this team performs without making that move for the this year at least to see how players pan out, how everyone comes. Now they got second year, hopefully make playoff, second year playoff experience for most of these guys to see how they could rebound from that first uh, tough matchup last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and Mike Brown said himself, it's kind of like, like a three-year plan. They want to see what this core can do again in the playoffs. I, I think they deserve that right to see if the continuity and in-house improvements will take this team over the top. 
And then if not, I think, yeah, we will see moves this summer. But to do it in the middle of this season and to disrupt the chemistry, it would have to be a player that's extraordinary. Like we're talking Laurie Markinen level. Yes, uh, OG Ananobi slash Pascal Siakam level, but we're not giving up any of our core. And we already know who that is. So um, I wouldn't be expecting it. Um, and that's all I have to say on that. Liz, any we- thoughts? No, I just agree with with everyone. Um, yeah, Keegan, Keegan's going to be special. And I think, you know, just, I mean, it also goes with, like, the atmosphere and the culture that he's in. Um, I think Mike Brown is the perfect coach for a guy like Keegan. I love how De'Aaron Fox has taken him under his wing and worked with him all off summer. And you could kind of see, like, they have that competitiveness, I think, between them. You know, um, and I think Kevin Herter said it in post game. They have, like, a sibling rivalry, rivalry basically going on. So um, this team is only going to get better. And Monty's doing, you know, like I said, Monty's probably got in his you know big old room he's got a big old whiteboard just with multiple ideas of you know certain things i'm sure that you know he he knows there's areas this team needs improvement um so i trust monty in what he does what trades he makes but i hate saying players are untouchable but i again i think we know who three of those players that on this team are probably going to be untouchable when it comes to trades and I think he's going to make those kinds of moves that are more on the outside, um, you know, around than anything like crazy or anything, you know, people are expecting. So, yeah, I'm just excited to continue to watch this team as it, you know, and I'm excited to continue um, to see, you know, how this uh, roster gets, you know, the pieces move and things like that as well. Hey, just one last thing I'll let you go with the obviously you said OG and Lori Markin, the big names would be the ones. absolutely. Like, uh, but with recent news with Cavs, what do you think with a Mitchell or even a Zach Levine? Are those two guys too ball dominant to be to gel on this team, or is it too much of a risk to move forward with the team we have right now? It depends for who. Uh, as far as Donovan Mitchell is concerned, I don't, I don't know what he he garners, and and he would definitely be our starting uh, shooting guard, and, and yeah, that would be incredible. But for what, you know what I mean? Uh, that would be interesting. As far as uh, who was the other person? Zach Levine. Uh, Zach oh, man, he's man. You know, I always say, guys, you want to get over the hump. You really want to make a run and, and get to at least the conference finals. You have to have a UCLA player on your team. Zach <laughs> Levine would be it. But yeah, he's so streaky. Uh, when he's on, he's on. He could drop thirty six on you easily. Uh, but then again, yeah, he's streaky, and, and then his defense is. I, I want to say it's a little less to be desired. Not to mention he's injury prone. So no one, Zach Levine. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is is very interesting, but again, it would be for what? You know what I mean? Do we mortgage our future um, for a big contract in Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, that's a tricky one. I I don't think so, but it's interesting. I appreciate the time. You guys keep up the great work. Love listening in all the time. Thank you, Nolan, and I'm glad you got back safely from your uh, great vacation. You know, maybe next space. Yeah, let's let's have some fun and talk about who we would actually trade Keegan Murray for. Right now, uh, the first name on my list is 1982 Moses Malone. So if the Sixers can get a time machine and bring him here to the present, 
I might consider that. So um, feel free to, to clip this and send it out there and say Daly wants to trade Keegan. But yeah, for 1982, Moses Malone. So that's all I got to say. And, Can I say uh, one more thing, Daly? Yes, what's up? Sorry. Um, we've all been thinking it, especially since he just pushed him down the ladder tonight. Fuck Buddy Healed. Fuck Buddy Healed. Get him out of here. Oh, and Keegan's what, the king now. Was that you that quote tweeted uh, a Pacer fan? When a Pacer fan tweeted, I think we have to have a conversation about Buddy Heald. <laughs> it's like, I, I think you or somebody that. was saying like, that. we've been trying to tell you. We've, we've been, been telling you. We've been telling you. You guys don't listen to us. Buddy Heald was, is not that dude. He just isn't. Liz, you were going to say something maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, Buddy Heald, like, just the antics from, you know, when he left and the shit he was saying, um, yeah, he's just not that guy, and I'm happy that we moved on from him, and, you know, I mean, we shouldn't have had to tell Pacers fans that he's not that guy because you can just watch the product on the fucking floor. Uh, he's just, I mean, when Buddy gets hot, of course, like, it's great, but it's not a very, uh, you know, likely thing on a night to night basis. Um, so again, I take, you know, pretty much anybody on this team over buddy healed any day. The thing is, I'm just so happy. We're past the Luke Walton, buddy healed era. Like you guys remember like the tragedy, <laughs> like that was just too much to handle. And we'd have to watch every night whatever the hell Luke Walton was putting up. I don't even know what he was doing there. I, I don't know how he had a head coaching job, but somehow he did. But I'm just so happy that our team is good. The Kings are good. We got De'Aaron Fox on our team. We got Domas. You know, we got Keegan with go, being on fire tonight. I'm just so happy. So whenever you guys think things could be worse, we had worse, and now we don't, so... We had the absolute worst. We had Luke Walden as our head coach and Buddy Hill as exactly. our primary ball handler. So just think about that. Just never, think about that. never forget the vomit game, y'all. Oh my god! Seriously, yeah. never oh forget my that. God. Anytime you get too big yeah. for your britches and yeah. you start complaining about, oh, we don't have a championship yet, you remember those years. And, and I will forever ask this question, and we're not going to talk about it now because I, I think I want to get the fuck out of here. Ooh. Is, um, fuck, I totally forgot. God. Darn it, gosh darn it. Damn, no, Daley, you just, you just built that up for freaking just a <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I was no, oh, man, here's what man. it is. It's like, what oh, do you guys goodness. want? Is, is it going to be, and I already know the answer for me. I don't give a fuck. Is it win a championship and then go back to being a poverty franchise? Not necessarily for 16 years, but we, we start rebuilding again. Or would we like an eight-year Portland Trailblazers run? you know, Dame time and CJ era where we go to the playoffs and maybe go deep, but then, and then that's it. Like one playoff and then poverty again, or a run of eight years of playoffs, but no championship. No, I'd rather have that championship anytime. Uh, like, yeah. Like you could yeah. like keep that yeah. in your heart for the rest of your life. Right. Exactly. Like, I don't think I'd ever live to the day to see Sacramento win it. Well, the a men men's team to win a um because the women have won it uh for the city but for sacramento kings to win a champ yeah definitely taking that and then being poverty after for sure 
I would probably take a championship and then never make the playoffs again. Like, on, like yeah, honestly, no, I'm not kidding. My lifetime, I would yeah. poverty. sell my soul to have one <laughs> yeah. chance, like one. I don't care. Like, yeah, more would be awesome. Yeah. But like, how hard it is to win life. a championship in the freaking NBA is it's not easy because that's why there's a few teams you know, like big markets that have won multiple. And then like, there's not very many. There's quite a few on that list that have not ever won an NBA championship. So shout out to Nuggets. They got theirs this past year. But like, no, I'm being serious. Like if we could get a guaranteed championship, but never make the playoffs ever again, I would 100% take that. I, I, you know, I'm just going to say it. Man. And I'm not saying this year. Fuck it though. If it is this year, you never fucking know. Um, mm-hmm. Potty Mouth Daily has come out. Seriously, guys. If it's going to be a championship for the Sacramento Kings, it's going to be with the core of Domas and Keegan and Foxy and Malik. Mm-hmm. Those four, they could get it done if we get the right pieces. I swear to God. Um, if we win a championship, man, what's that? If we win a champion, if we win a championship, I'm I'm going like Clay every single time. I'm throwing up the one ring every single time <laughs> anybody talks shit about the Kings. I'm throwing up one ring. I'm gonna be like, we got, we still got that one. Like, you remember that we still got one. Have you all met like Toronto Raptors fans? I was about like, to say that's how probably for those fools are so obnoxious nah. based off that's that one crazy. lucky ass championship with the Golden State Warriors literally hobbling in and, and getting injured. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and no one thought like that year that Toronto no one in a million years thought Toronto was gonna win the championship. So yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> literally on a fucking Kawhi Leonard rental. Not to mention an extreme yeah. amount of luck with that Sixers game. You know what it is. So, yeah, if we win a chip, oh, I'm going to be stupid. Uh, I'm, I'm seriously. You would think I was a Laker fan. Like, <laughs> it's going to be dumb. <laughs> that parade is going to be stupid. That's really oh, dude. Stupid. <laughs> I will spend money. That parade going to downtown Mike. Burn down. Yeah, I will. Fl- like there has to yeah. be like exactly. a week long parade. I feel like. like no, I, I'm gonna try to accelerate bridge would collapse. Yeah, I'll be walking around <laughs> trying to get ran over by by drunk players, like that one poor woman that Clay <laughs> ran over. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be ignorant. Y'all are the best, uh, Naima and Elizabeth. Any last words? Just wanted to say, like, thank you everyone for coming through. We really do appreciate. Um, you guys coming in night in and out, out, especially international fans. It's really cool to hear that people from like Brazil uh, um, and all other countries around the world come into tune to our little podcast, our little community. But yeah, go Kings like the beam. Exactly. I mean, enjoy the win tonight. I'm going to watch myself some Deuce and Mo. They're on right now. I think I'm going to go make myself some pizza pockets because why the fuck not? And uh, yeah, just enjoy it like the beam. Let's go. Um, and, and again, Naima is is our co-pilot. Uh, don't forget to shout her out when you shout us out. Seriously, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, it, I think it's because of my name. It's I won't like you know kill you if you say my name wrong. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I I love it when they butcher your name. Noma, <laughs> Naima, um, yeah. a whole slew of shit. So yeah, you guys are the best. We're out of here. Um, good day and good night. Light the beam. Thank <laughs> you.